السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له نشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى اله وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا اما بعد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والفجر وليال عشر وقال تعالى واذكروا الله في ايام معدودات وقال تعالى والبدن جعلناها لكم من شعائر الله لكم فيها خير فاذكروا اسم الله عليها صواف فاذا وجبت جنوبها فكلوا منها واطعموا القانع والمعتر as we all know the month of dhul hijjah will begin very soon hopefully inshallah tabarak wa ta'ala it will be next tuesday dhul hijjah is the last month of the islamic calendar so the first month is what is the first month of the islamic calendar muharram muharram is the first month and the last month is Dhul Hijjah and it is called Dhul Hijjah uh, and it is the month in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prescribed the farida of of Hajj the most important part of Dhul Hijjah are the first 10 days the first 10 days of Dhul Hijjah have a very high stance in Islam and they are blessed days amongst the days which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has selected for the Muslim Ummah to increase their good deeds to gain reward and to seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala such as the month of Ramadan uh, the last 10 nights of Ramadan likewise the first 10 days of the Hijjah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sworn by the 10 days of Dhul Hijjah in Surah Al-Fajr where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Wal-Fajr wa layalin ashr Mufassirin say that these layalin ashr are the ashr of Dhul Hijjah the 10 days of Dhul Hijjah so we look at a few narrations of Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala reported by Sahaba regarding the days, the 10 days of the Hijjah, the day of Arafah, and then we'll look at what is required from a Muslim, uh, what actions are uh, required from a Muslim during these 10 days. So the first narration is uh, Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma reported that the Prophet wasallam said, there are no days during which the righteous actions is so pleasing to Allah Azzawajal than these 10 days. No days in which the righteous good deeds are more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala throughout the year than these 10 days. And ulama say according to this hadith, the actions that are done during the 10 days of the hijjah are even better than the actions that are done during the month of Ramadan. A sahabi radiallahu anhu asked, Ya Rasulullah, how about Jihad fi sabilillah. Surely this action is more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because in this 
a person is sacrificing one's wealth, one's time, and maybe, maybe one's life to protect uh, Islam or to protect the land of Islam from, from enemy. So Rasulullah said, not even jihad fi sabilillah has is equivalent to the actions that are done during these 10 days of the month of the hijjah except for a person who goes out for the sake of Allah and loses his life and his property uh, then that is uh, more beloved to Allah because they, that person has sacrificed everything that is dear to him or her Hafsa radiallahu ta'ala anha reported that there are five things that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam never abandoned Rasulullah never gave up these five things. Fasting the day of Ashura. And fasting the first ten days of Dhul Hijjah. And fasting during the first ten days of Dhul Hijjah. And fasting three days of every month. And praying two rak'ah before Fajr. Two rak'ah before Fajr. The Sunnah of Fajr. These are things which Rasulullah always was accustomed to, to do. Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma also narrates that Rasulullah said, There are no days which are greater in the sight of Allah, nor are good deeds more beloved to Allah in any days than the first ten days of the Hijjah. Therefore, engage in abundant tasbih, tahleel, and tahmeed. And takbir. So, tahleel is la ilaha illallah, alhamdulillah, and takbir, Allahu Akbar. And tasbih is subhanallah. So, uh, this is an addition to the narration which was in the first narration that Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu in which Rasulullah informed us that these are the most beloved days to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah, Sayyidina Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu in, in this narration he added that increase the amount of dhikr that you do. Tasbih, tahmeed, tahleel, takbir. And this is... Uh, a commandment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, especially for those who are who are doing hajj. Yes? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ فِي أَيَّامٍ مَعْدُودَاتٍ Ibn Umar radiallahu anhu, on the day of Nahr, which is the day of the sacrifice, which is the tenth day of the hijjah which is Eid uh, al-Adha, the day of Eid al-Adha. He says, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa stood in between the Jamarat during his hajj, which he performed, and said, this is, this is the greatest day. This is the greatest day. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa started saying repeatedly, O Allah, be witness, I have conveyed your message. He then bade the people farewell, and the people said, this is Hajjatul Wada'. So this ad- narration adds one more element. That out of the ten days, the most beloved day to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the day of Eid al-Adha. So in the entire year, the most beloved day to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the day of Eid al-Adha. And the most beloved number of days is the ten days of Dhul-Hijjah. And the reason for this, ulama state, that in these ten days, Many actions, good deeds, are done by the, by the Muslims and by the believers. So we have the usual, which is salah, 
your farida and sunan and nawafil, then you have the fasting, since Rasulullah always fasted the 10 days of Dhul Hijjah or during the 10 days of Dhul Hijjah. And the sunnah of Rasulullah is to fast as many days as possible. If a person is able to fast all nine days, then they can fast all nine days. Obviously, the tenth day you cannot fast because it is haram to fast during the day of Eid. So if you are able to fast nine days, then one should do so. And Rasulullah has informed us in, in a hadith, Sahabi radiallahu anhu said, that for every day a person fast for the sake of Allah, pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts a distance between him and the fire of hell of 70 years for fasting one day. 70 years. Distance of 70 years. So as many as possible during the first nine days of Dhul Hijjah. However, the ninth day, which is the day of Arafah, it is very important to fast. And this was always the doing of Rasulullah except in Hajj. In Hajj you cannot fast because uh, there is a narration that Rasulullah ate during the day of Arafah. So the people who are in Hajj will not, will not fast. The people who are not going for Hajj, they are the ones who are supposed to fast as many days as possible and especially the day of Arafah. Rasulullah said regarding the fasting of the day of Arafah that I wish and I uh, hope from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah will forgive the sins of two years, the previous year and the coming year. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by fasting the day of Arafah, Allah will forgive the sins of the past year, so from Arafah to Arafah last year, and the sins of the coming year. And these are the minor sins. Why do we fast during the day of Arafah? It is the most important element or the most important day in Hajj. And Rasulullah said in a hadith, Al-Hajju Arafah. That all of the actions that are performed during the days of Hajj, they, are, they can all, the summary of all can be what? The day of, of Arafah. For those of you who have been to Hajj, what happens on the day of Arafah? What happens in the day of Arafah? We leave Mina, right? We leave Mina very early morning. Yes? And we go to where? We go to Arafah. We stay in Arafah how long? Just before Maghrib. And we leave for Muzdalifah. Yes? So Rasulullah said that the Hajj, the most important part of Hajj is what? Arafah. And you spend from morning until? Before sunset. During this time, what is prescribed for the Hajj to do? The person who is doing Hajj. What do we do during this time? Dua. Short and Salah. Tasbih. Takbir. Tahleel. So these are the things which are done by the person who is doing Hajj. And the most important of all after the Faridah Salah is Dua. And you will see that people, when you are watching on television, people will stand for 
long periods of time and make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why the day of Arafah holds great significance. Now, the, the people who are in Hajj are praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive their sins. So the people who are away from Hajj, the way to be included in this forgiveness is to fast the day of, of Arafah. This is why we, the people who are not going for Hajj, will fast the day of Arafah, inshallah wa ta'ala. Also, we have the takbir, uh, which will take place from the day of Arafah until the last of the day of, of Tashriq. The day of Arafah, a person will fast. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive the sins of the previous year and the sins of the following year. The most beloved day to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the day of Nahar, the day of Eid. The, the day of sacrifice. The most beloved action to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of Eid is what? The sacrifice. And unfortunately, we are, because we are here in the UK, uh, we are, some of us are unable to sacrifice here in the UK. Yes, and we send back home or in countries where there is a need. However, the sunnah of Rasulullah is to sacrifice, eat from your sacrifice and give to people. And that cannot be accomplished if you do the sacrifice elsewhere. If it is not done here, then you are not able to eat from your udhiyah, which is also a sunnah of Rasulullah But Rasulullah there is two days of Eid. There is Eid al-Fitr and Eid al-Adha, right? On the day of Eid al-Fitr, Rasulullah would have breakfast before leaving breakfast, he will eat something before leaving for the, 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 the Salah of Eid. Why? Because you need to make a difference between the day of Ramadan and the day of Shawwal, the day of Eid. So you need to eat before, before leaving in the morning. So Rasulullah would pray Fajr and then eat something and then go out for Eid Salah. On the day of Nahr, Rasulullah would remain in a fasting state until he ate from the Udhiyah. Which means he will not eat after Fajr and he will offer the Salah of Eid and then the Khutbah and then the sacrifice and then he will eat from the sacrifice and that will be the first thing he ate on, on that day. So it is very important, a very important Sunnah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, is not going to gain anything from your sacrifice. Not the meat. And not the blood. Rather, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to see is people observing the shara'i' of Allah azza wa jal, the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this reminds us all of Udhiyah is what? What does it remind the Muslims for? What? It is the sunnah of whom? Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam and the sacrifice of Ibrahim alayhi salam, giving up his son. Ismail alayhi salam for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanting to take away the, take the life of his son for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so this action of obedience and submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prescribed the sacrifice of Eid al-Adha until the day of Qiyamah 
Then we will look at actions that a person should do during the. Now we look at from the beginning, and we said, Inshallah, hopefully that it will be on the 17th, the first day of the Hijjah will be on 17th, which I believe it's Tuesday. Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay, it's either Tuesday or Wednesday, the, the beginning of the Hijjah. So the first is performing Hajj and Umrah, and those of us who are, Inshallah, going for Hajj, please remember us all in your dua. People of Finchley and Barnet and the whole Muslim Ummah, inshallah, but especially us because we are your neighbors and we are close to you. And it is very important to make dua for people and to mention names if possible. We often uh, we say that, Ya Allah, forgive all the Muslims, Ya Allah, bless all of the, the Muslims, anyone who has a need, uh, give them what they are in need of. However, it is good to mention a person by, by name, especially if you are doing Hajj. When a person makes dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whether in hajj or outside of hajj, for another person, without that person being present, and Rasulullah names this dhahrul ghayb, fi dhahrul ghayb. So for example, my brother Muhammad is a friend, and when I am at home, I pray to rak'ah nafila, and I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and I say, Ya Allah, I grant Muhammad so and so, forgiveness, mercy, jannah, anything. When I do this, then there is an angel that replies by saying that may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you the same. And the dua of the angels is what? Dua of angels. Mustajab, because they do not, they do not commit sins. They, can, they do not commit sins and they are obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is the condition for your dua to be accepted. The condition for dua of a person to be accepted there are many things that ulama go in details, but overall is to refrain from sin and to be obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if you are not praying salah, if you are not praying salah in its due time, then making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should not have great, uh, big expectations. Yes? Rather, you have to fulfill first your obligation towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then pray to Allah azza wa jal in, in dua. So those of us who are going for hajj and umrah, uh, you have been blessed by Allah Azza wa Jal and uh, it is the most good actions that can be done during these 10 days because the 10 days are important due to Hajj. Yes? Second, observing fast and as we said, the 9 days of Dhul Hijjah, if a person can do all of them, this is very good. If you cannot do as much as possible, for every day Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala will save, will distance a person from the fire of hell 70 years. And also the day of Arafah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive the sins of the past year and of the coming year. The third, as we said, reciting the tasbih, takbir, tahleel, tahmeed. And so subhanallah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. Now sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhu majma'in, there is narration about Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu anhu, uh, and Abu Huraira radiallahu anhuma, they would go out in the 10 days of the Hijjah. They would go out to the, to the markets and would make takbir loudly and people will follow suit. And this is something that is disappearing in, yes, the takbir, we, we will do it from the day of Arafah until the, uh, 
end of the days of Tashriq. However, before the day of Arafah, very few people make Takbir. Even those who are, alhamdulillah, religious and come to the masjid and all of this, it's almost a forgotten sunnah. Whereas the narration of Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhu, such as, as she said, Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu, would go out and ask people to make takbir. And the takbir is done loudly by men and softly by, by women. And people will follow suit and will remember. Also there is a hadith regarding uh, Sayyidina Umar bin Khattab radiallahu anhu. He also would stand on the member and make takbir and remind people to make to make takbir, and he said, and he said to people in that time that make takbir and let us revive the sunnah of Rasulullah that has been forgotten. So in the time of Sayyidina Umar, it was forgotten. And this time it's almost not there. So one has to takbir, whether you are a few takbirs in a day. If a person aims to do about a hundred in a day, so you can do, for example, ten after every salah. Just to keep count. Ten after every salah. There you have, you have 50. Then you can do ten uh, first thing in the morning. You can do ten when you go to bed. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala expects from uh, the believer to Standing while standing, sitting, and while lying on, on, on their flanks. These, these are the beloved servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Always remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So one should make an effort to do the takbir. Whilst they are in bed, we are going to work, traveling to work. Keep this in mind. And remind family members, especially children. Children need to sense that there is this takbir at home. Yes? And we sit them down and we make takbir in, in, uh, loudly. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Whether it's five times, six times, ten times, twenty times. If we are able to, then Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, walillahi alhamd, because this includes takbir, tahleel, and tahmeed. So it is important for the Muslim to do this, especially at home. In the masjid, we will do it, on, as we said, the day of Arafah, until the end of the days of Tashriq. We will do it in the masjid. However, at home, our wives, our sisters, our mothers, are not aware of this sunnah of Rasulullah so when, if we recite it loudly, then they will be reminded. And our children, inshallah, The fourth is seeking forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and repentance, especially on the day of Arafah. As we said, if we are fasting, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive the minor sins. However, major sins for the people who are not going to hajj, you have to seek uh, forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Rasulullah said that this is the day where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is almost a guarantee that Allah will forgive sins and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will save people from the fire of hell. There is no day better than the day of Arafah for the forgiveness of sins and salvation and being saved from the fire of hell. Then number five, accomplishing more good deeds. More good deeds meaning recitation of the Quran, adding in your nawafil to demonstrate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that I am uh, submitting myself and also I am seeking your pleasure during these 10 days which are the most beloved days in, in, in the sight of Allah Azza wa Jal. So reciting Quran, sadaqah is very important. Sadaqah, especially for people who are not able to make udhiyah. Especially for people who are not able to make udhiyah, to give them enough 
to fulfill this sunnah is is a good thing yes so that they are able and, and this is a practice in uh, in some muslim countries that even people who are unable to do sadaqah people in the neighborhood will put money together and make sure that that family enjoys the eid just as everybody else yes so yes the sunnah is to divide uh, divide your 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 udhiyah and to give some to the poor however if one is able to give enough to, to those who are needy and who are not able, and it's not an obligation on them to do udhiyah, but if they are able to, then it is a good thing because it is uh, reviving the sunnah of Rasulullah and the sunnah of Sayyidina uh, Ibrahim uh, Offering the sacrifice on the day of Eid, as we said, the people who are offering sacrifice or <coughs> who have <coughs> sent money abroad or whatever, as long as sacrifice is compulsory on you and you are sacrificing, then the sunnah of Rasulullah for the people who are not going for hajj is not to clip the hair or the nails. No hair cutting, no nails, no shaving during the 10 days of Dhul-Hijjah until the Udhiyah is done. So meaning until after the Salah of Eid. And this is what? Very important sunnah. So one should, uh, once we are informed of the beginning of the hijjah, stop cutting the hair and no shaving and no cutting, clipping of, of the nails. And this is uh, the sunnah of Rasulullah And it is by, we are informed of this by one of the wives of Rasulullah As for people who are going for hajj, it is only during the time of, of their ihram. Yes? It is only during the, t- the time of their ihram. It is not from the beginning of the 10 days. This is for the one who is going for, for hajj. However, uh, if a person is unable, or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is not prescribed for them. They do not have the nisab. So they do not have to give udhiyah. Then there is no, no harm, inshallah, in, in cutting the nails. Uh, and the hair. However, it's better not to, so that you are in the same, uh, you are in the same situation as the people who are in Hajj uh, and, and who are in in Ihram, so that we have uh, something in common. Also, the day of Eid and the prayer of Eid. This is very, very important. Now, Eid will fall on, inshallah, hopefully on Friday, most probably. Now, on Friday, we will have Eid Salah and Jumu'ah Salah. Well, actually, in our masjid, we will have probably four Eid Salah and two Jumu'ah Salah. So just for the... So that everyone is aware, there will be no second Jumu'ah. Most probably, there will be no second Jumu'ah on the day of, of Eid. If it falls on, on Friday. Yes? Now, if a person is coming from very far away, we are aware that uh, perhaps people are going to be working and they only have a few hours. Uh, so, v- this is a very common thing that people will pray the Eid Salah and will leave. It's extremely important to take part in, in the khutbah and to assist the khutbah, which is also part of the Eid Salah and it is the sunnah of, of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So, with this, inshallah, wa ta'ala, we will have completed uh, the actions that are 
beloved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during these 10 days. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the ability to turn to him in, in repentance and to do as much good deeds as it is possible during these 10 days. Inshallah wa ta'ala, uh, perhaps next, next week we can speak about uh, a little bit about the day of Eid, Udhiyah, uh, and the Sunan uh, of Eid during uh, the days of Eid and the day of, days of Tashriq. Jazakumullah khairan.